Are you prepared for platformless, serverless SEO on the edge? With Bastian Grimm from Peak Ace. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Bastian, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Thanks for having me. So yeah, I think one of the things that I'm really excited about is kind of what people refer to as SEO on the edge or platformless SEO. I think um, it's, it's a fairly interesting topic because, I mean, historically, we have been trying to optimize different systems, right? CMSs, e-commerce platforms, whatever. Um, and that, that usually requires you know, resource availability. Obviously, you have to make you know, business cases. Uh, you have to kind of fight with, well, literally fight with different stakeholders, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's oftentimes, I think one of the key challenges in SEO is to actually overcome those and get things implemented in a way. And I think with, you know, SEO on the edge or like serverless SEO, what you actually can do is you can kind of take away a bit of that pain in a way because you're essentially already implementing certain changes or, you know, optimizations, um, et cetera, not on the platform itself, but rather on what we call the edge. And the edge kind of refers to, you know, for example, um, something like Cloudflare, like a CDN like Cloudflare, where they have a technology called uh, called Workers, um, but it's also available on, on um, or like similarly available on, on other popular uh, CDNs uh, around the globe. And the idea is essentially that you don't necessarily have to do changes on the respective platform, but rather you rely on this technology um, or the CDM provider that you're using already anyways to get things done. And um, that can be, especially I think from a perspective of getting things done very, very quickly, uh, be a, a fantastic solution to not having to to wait for, you know, the next iteration of development uh, for, you know, the next things um, down the queue and then you're somewhat after that um, rather you get things done relatively quickly and this is actually also why I think this is actually one of the, the big topics for for 2022 because what you can do with it I think essentially is that you can use it as a testing ground so you know as I said in my intro I think one of the key challenges is that oftentimes you know SEOs have a hard time making business cases right mm-hmm. and with that, you know, you can actually use the edge uh, to get, you know, stuff been done very, very quickly and then prove the impact, you know, to stakeholders, to management, to whatever. And with that, build your business case and then get a proper implementation done kind of afterwards, right? So this is the idea of why I really think it's a very exciting concept to get us as SEOs moving significantly faster. So what if an SEO is relatively happy with the platform that they're on? They've got full access to everything. They're generally in control of new platform developments or at least have a strong say in what's happening. And they they, they can access the server if, if need be. Is there any real need to consider SEO in the edge for them? Well, I think yes and no. I mean, in the in the rare case that you're just describing, because I think from experiences over the last I don't know two two decades, I would say um, you you're rarely done with you know with SEOs and and you know SEO implementation and, and changes. But certainly, right, if there's a platform that's extremely flexible that you're controlling, there's probably less of a need, right? Um, mm-hmm. There is oftentimes 
you know, you have it all under control. Everything is is going really well. That's fine. However, though, uh, another thing that kind of serverless SEO brings with it is that it's very, very easy to implement. So I was referring to those uh, Cloudflare workers earlier. And essentially, it's just, you know, a piece of JavaScript. So that means the complexity of creating something is very, very small. And uh, like even with very, let's say, limited, you know, development skills or development expertise, you can get like quick fixes done, you know, literally in within... 10 minutes so you you need to create your couple of lines of code you hit the uh, the workers deploy button and it's done right so mm. in most cases i would say that you are significantly slower even if you are under full control of the you know the release planning and and, and whatnot um if, if you just want to do things very very quickly that that's one way i think the other benefit that it also brings is that it's extremely powerful not only for kind of classic SEO things or fixes in a way, you could, for example, also use it uh, for testing. And I think one of the things that we're doing as SEOs, probably still not like good enough or like at a, at a, at a scale that it's sufficient, let's put it that way, uh, is, is split testing for, for SEO purposes. And I think you could do that using workers, for example, with very, very small kind of implementation effort. And I think this is also a really nice, it has like a bunch of different use cases, a very nice kind of way as to how to benefit from that from that technology, really without having to do much else. So is this something that all SEOs need to be aware of, or is it only SEOs and enterprises we're talking about here? Uh, I think certainly, you know, the larger the organization gets, um, the, the more, you know, complexity it has in a way that, you know, there's, you know, different departments, as we said, like different stakeholders, there's political things. And those organizations, unfortunately, oftentimes just move slower. So I think there's a huge benefit for those. Um, however, also a bit of a, you know, downside in a way that you need to maybe, you know, there's topics like compliance that you're dealing with on, on enterprise level at some point. You know, those things you need to be aware of. But, you know, even if you have um, smaller sites, uh, you know, you could use it. You know, there was a recent use case that we've been kind of um, utilizing workers for a lot, um, also on smaller platforms with uh, Shopify, because Shopify up until recently only had, well, it didn't, they didn't really allow you to change the robots text file, which I consider to be somewhat, you know, a, a, a basic thing, right? But you we'll couldn't have to see Kevin you couldn't and really, dig about that. Yeah, you could exactly right. <laughs> you you couldn't really be doing this um, without you know without relying on on, on additional tech. And if you had a, a Shopify platform, um, but you had Cloudflare before, it was super easy to do that on the fly. So it's not necessarily only for large and small. I think it just really depends on what kind of you know situation and setup you're dealing with, and then how you could you know incorporate that. Uh, to, to help you just be more efficient, I think. Yes, absolutely. I remember uh, dealing with um, SEO for big um, commercial sites um, that ran on CMSs from many years ago, and they yeah. couldn't even do yeah. basic things like change certain yeah. title tags in different pages. So it'd be yeah. very useful for things like that. So you mentioned testing and you using it for that. What are a few examples mm -hmm. of very specific um, elements that um, this technology will be used for? And, and also in relation to that, um, what are some aspects of SEO that you definitely wouldn't use platformless um, SEO for? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, the, the 
the beauty of and also the danger i guess at the same time with with uh, workers or like just generally um, kind of seo on the edge is the fact that you have you know literally speaking full access to everything so you know whatever you can think of that you want to test um you can test because you know the way it works is the, before the, the the response is being sent back to your your browser like you being the the visitor like this full html but also not only html including basically the headers and whatnot you have access to so that you know that means kind of to answer your question i mean i could test everything and anything from you know different title tag variations which is probably a very you know simple thing uh, down to more complex things let's say i build you know two clusters of different category pages and one you know i change the item count or i you know i add a certain type of content or i remove a certain type of content i can move you know HTML elements around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you you are fairly um, limitless in, in in that regard. So it more comes down to what do you really want to test. And I think this is this is really cool because it gives you all the access uh, to to all the elements. But again, then the the, the 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 I said it's also a bit of a danger, and that is I think true because you know if you are modifying things on the edge that are implemented differently on your on your platform you know, the shop or the CMS or whatever, that can also kind of introduce, you know, conflicting code, for example, and might produce like, you know, unforeseen behavior, right? So I think it's super important that even though you have this, and I really think it's a, it's, it's kind of a weapon if you use, if you use it well, and if you, if you, if you do it properly, I think it's, it's very much important to, uh, to have proper communication, you know, make stakeholders aware that there are certain things being done, um, that are somewhat like all of a sudden happening at a, at a different place. I think this is this is very very important to know. Okay, so Evanesi was just discovering this really for the first time and thinking actually I could really utilize this in the business mm -hmm. that I work in. What are a few initial first steps that they need to do to become more aware of it, and what are a few of the first things that they should probably test with uh, that mm -hmm. they can get the the biggest the quickest wins from? Yeah, I I mean I think you need somewhat a, a bit of technical experience but not not too much which is one thing that i really what i really like about it because essentially um as i said that the technology uh, in in case of cloudflare it's it's different for other platforms but in case of cloudflare um, it's essentially javascript uh, they have a very very well documented um kind of section on the on the cloudflare homepage that gives you like an info on like you know apis and functionality and including a lot of like they call it like the cloudflare workers playground a lot of like pre-made code samples um so i i gave a talk um recently about that as the, the 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 entry um into the topic is relatively straightforward so you need a cloudflare account which is essentially free uh, if you kind of so it's no promo like it's just free for everyone uh, until a certain uh, a certain size and then you need to be kind of somewhat a bit familiar with with javascript so you can kind of you know modify at least like the the, the ready-made examples and then you know again i think what i would be starting with just to understand the complexity you know have access or try to access some basic elements like page titles or meta descriptions um, you know, or like paragraphs with content, and and modify them on the fly, and see what what you know what comes out of it. With the with this workers playground is super easy because you can um, essentially deploy everything just in a testing stage, and you can see like the real world output before you you know before you do anything. Um, it's it's a fairly straightforward approach, um, and there's been a lot of like uh, discussions and 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 posts about it recently. I think one of the um, 
um, uh, platforms that I like to suggest um, for this implementation. It's actually called Sloth. Um, so it's um, kind of a meta CMS, if you so will. So essentially, it's a it's a code creator um, for workers. So if you don't want to write, I enjoy kind of writing this myself because I know then you know what what what's happening. What does the code do, right? But you could also have them support you in creating the functionality based on workers that you actually really want. So um, various ways, but I think um, barrier-wise, it's it's fairly easy to get into it. So what are your general thoughts on best practice for page title and meta description at the moment? So if someone wanted to <laughs> uh, automatically generate those on the fly, uh, obviously things could get messy. Um, what are some, some good practice tips and that, that work really effectively at the moment? Yeah, the reason the reason why I'm laughing, I'm sure you already have guessed, is that there's obviously I think just last week uh, of us recording this, um, a lot of like you know update chatter around Google dealing with you know page titles differently and and kind of using you know values from headlines and and like even anchor text and, and all of that. So I think for me on a on a on, on page titles, I think the, the 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 biggest thing that we still see with a lot of platforms is that they're just creating you know, internal duplication um, in, in various ways, forms and formats. So I would I would certainly just make sure that, you know, my, my, my page titles are um, still unique that, I mean, of course, you have um, certain um, kind of keyword inclusion. Um, again, it goes back to what we've been saying, I think, for years and years and years and hasn't really changed. I mean, it's not a list of keywords. It's not keyword stuffing them for the sake of it, but just like have them been relevant, make them click-friendly, make them... Um, kind of take care of readability in a way that hasn't really changed that much um and if google decides to for whatever reason you know rewrite your titles then maybe they haven't been really great in the first place so that's something that you probably should revisit um it, anyways and, and and i think for that it's great because you can just for different sections um, or categories or whatever uh type of you know selection you decide on you can dis you can test different types right do you want them to be a bit longer do you want them to be a bit shorter do you want to kind of move the brand to the end or not you know those are the things that you can really test relatively quickly i think the the issue with testing is that people really need to understand that it's like you can't test on a one on one basis you need to build groups you know you know either different types of kind of the same type of traffic or you know different types but somewhat otherwise comparable this is very important um Otherwise, the results won't tell you much. But I think that that is like the the easiest way to get into it. Okay, and um, I, I mean, I've done a, a little bit of um, uh, test and learns in terms of um, trying different things and seeing what has improved things. And obviously, you need a decent amount of data, and uh, as you say, mm -hmm. be testing the same things. What are your just general initial thoughts on um, the amount of time or the amount of um, eyeballs that need to be seen on, for example, a page title before we get statistical uh, relevance and we can actually say for certain that something uh, has actually performed better? Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably one of the biggest, uh, the biggest topics in, in in any type of like you know a b or, or or split testing right um when does it when does it reach um the the respective relevancy that that you actually need right and of course i mean it's it's not possible for you really to test you know something with 100 visitors or something i mean you, you might see a result but is that really relevant 
that's a good question, right? Probably not. So that's why I'm. That's why I said like I would rather go and say build like you know chunks of pages that somewhat are the same. So I don't know like twenty, um, you know, in in one bucket and then twenty in another and twenty in another, you know, somewhat like this. But also you know make sure that they are like somewhat comparable in terms of traffic. Then there's big you know problems or you know big topic is. The seasonality, right? So, you know, um, this is something that needs to be considered in tests as well. Um, when do you test and what do you test? So, yeah, it, it certainly is nothing for, you know, in, in e-com that, that sells maybe 10, 15 products and only has a couple of hundred visitors that that might not be statistically relevant. Um, as, for, as for duration, you know, uh, I think what also needs to be considered from, from, from that standpoint, obviously, is that you know google needs to recrawl they need to reprocess things um etc etc so don't make the mistake uh, of just ending those those tests too early um that that usually is also something that 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 won't work um different to when you do regular user testing right um there it doesn't really matter but for us to kind of re uh, kind of reassign rankings uh, etc you know that that takes longer um on 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 the, in the time span than it, it takes for just a regular um, kind of platform Split testing, for example, it, it's a big topic, isn't it? So it's, yeah, it's very it difficult it to is. cover in, in a single yeah. answer. But very true. Um, thanks for sharing that there. But um, just to finish up, uh, if an SEO wants to spend more time on developing SEO on the edge, and mm -hmm. they're very busy at the moment, what's one thing that they have been doing over the last few years that is probably not a good use of their time that they need to perhaps consider stopping doing now to spend more time on these kinds of activities that we've been discussing? Well, I think what, what really fascinates me actually is that there's still a lot of people that really somewhat like we, I like to call it chase the algorithm or I think probably more um, accurate would be chase the algorithms. I mean, we, we're not dealing with one single one. I think the, the opposite is true. But honestly, I, I'd rather really not do that and focus on the stuff that I somewhat can control. Um, so I think I would very much like kind of move away from this somewhat reactive SEO in a way, right? So running you know, after every trend that I see somewhat out there is probably not the best use of time anyways. Um, so I'd rather be proactive and, and kind of start using this. As I said, like I think the, the, the best case um, as to why you would use Edge SEO right now is just test out things very, very quickly, build like a rough implementation, see what it does. If it works, fantastic, make your case, roll it out into the platform. And for that, I think you can certainly sacrifice time on, uh, you know, trying to, you know, yeah, chase the algorithms, try to see what did they really do? Because if they did that, they being them being Google might already be too late anyways. Um, so I'd rather be proactive and not so much reactive, if that makes any sense. Great stuff. Absolutely. Yes. Well, you can find Bastian Grimm over at PA.ag. Bastian, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you very much for having me. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs> <laughs>